I really don't like that she she rats me out every time. It was much more fun when it wasn't doing that. I got to figure out how to turn that off. So then I just start talking to them and like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all right. We get around that. So, okay. hey, guess what? What? This is our one year anniversary of this. Oh, wow. Like, like to the day one year. Because I look back and the first one was recorded on my dad's birthday. And that's tomorrow. So this is legitimately day 365 <laughs> of this adventure. Oh, there so, we go. Happy birthday to our little podcast. Yes, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Slurp Toast. So, episode yes. 25. Um, I have questions for you, but I want to save that for later. <laughs> I have many questions for you, but I want to save that for later. Um, we have a new, I want to, before we start, because you'd never hear it, because I do the editing and post and adds the, the music. We have a new theme song. We have, we, as a one year birthday gift to us from us, we have an original theme song now. Nice. It's, nice. uh, it's called, I believe it's called Dog Days. I have to double check okay. the title. Uh, by uh, my son's uh, band, uh, Suburban Curse. And uh, they gave me the uh, master of the instrumentals before they added the vocals. So it's pretty cool. Um, All right, good so we'll be using that. I told him I was going to chop up some of the some of it for the intro and uh, and then use all of it for the outro. But he asked me if I would play the entirety on both ends this week, and I thought that was a fair ask. So, um, yeah. Okay. So Suburban Curse is the band. They're on uh, Instagram. I believe it's suburban.curse. And there's some behind-the-scenes footage of them recording in my garage before uh, we got a cease and desist letter from our homeowners association. <laughs> so... <laughs> Damn the man, stifling the man. creativity. That's right. Just, just let, the ki- let the kids bang it out in the garage. Of course, the fact that the kids banged it out in the garage for like 12 hours one day till about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night might have had something to do with the reason we got the letter from the Homeowners Association. Uh, they just weren't bright enough to know when to knock it off. No, they weren't, yeah. We're just hitting our groove. What are you going to make? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> You're such a killjoy, man. Boomer. <laughs> um, right. and so yeah and then the other polio news he came home this go. afternoon with a with a uh with a tattoo oh okay <laughs> yeah he's turned 18 and he's uh yeah so yeah he's got uh got the uh the uh he got it right here oh my on his arm really smart placement is mm. i i referred to it to someone else's uh drunk sailor placement um <laughs> so shore leave in madripoor yeah let's get tattoos exactly so anyway so that was a surprise what did you get uh it is the logo for the band alkaline trio so it's like this heart stylized heart with a skull inside of it and he got it all filled in so he has this big black and red tattoo on his forearm mm. Mm. yeah you know, I, I wear a tattoo cover-up for, like, I have a one of those glucose sensors. Okay. And I, I wear it, one, so it hides it, so people don't ask me what's that thing stuck on your arm. Right. And two, uh, so I don't knock them off, because you bang it in the back of a chair or something, off it pops. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess he's looking forward to a lifetime of those. Uh, you know, yeah, okay, we'll see how I, I, I think as far as placement goes, it wasn't a very good plan, but, uh, it's a good looking tattoo. I haven't told him that cause I have to be suitably, uh, dad, but it's a good, uh-huh. um, they Whoever went to did a, it, did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I believe it was, uh, 
I don't remember. Someplace down on South Congress. He told me at dinner what the name of the place was. I was going to give him a shout out, but I don't remember. So anyway, so yeah, so that's one tattoo. <laughs> yeah, just the start of the full sleeve. That's his plan. So we'll see. We okay. shall see. Now he's trying to rope his brother into getting matching tattoos before they go off to college. So. And I'm sure the and and is and is the other brother down with this? In theory, <laughs> I think um, he could just be stringing his brother along. I don't know. I wait long enough, he'll go away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the clock. I've only got to got to last another couple of weeks, and then I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, so what's been going on with you? And not the other thing. We're going to save that for a longer discussion. <laughs> That's what they call a tease in the biz. They call a tease, yeah. Not a whole lot, man. Uh, I got a break from Cyrus. Uh, he, oh, he's, nice. He, he, he decided he put a note out. He's like, my first season is in the can. And I thought, okay, that means. So I've been watching his feeds to see who he's been interviewing mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to prep those. <laughs> That's very nice. Good planning. So he's going to say, yeah, I'm doing, uh, what's it, Mark Gracie or, you know, uh, forget the guy's name. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, got it. Boom. Done, man. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not the 11th hour, (laughs) one in the morning, and I'm complaining how Chris Cyborg still looks like a man. (laughs) You're still haunted by that, aren't you? So much so, I, I redid the drawing the next morning. Like, I was on a conference call at work, and I was cleaning it up and changing it around because I was looking at the face and going, man, I, I, I got, I got something on paper, but I can make it better. And, you know, eventually it did, but, but uh, just, yeah, it does still haunt me. I mean, that one, for whatever reason, I don't know if I was wigged out from work, wigged out from doing all these last minute drawings for him, but yeah, I was at the wall and I could not function. I did not. I looked at the computer and was just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. Generally speaking, a fair, uh, fair relationship to have with the computer at this point in time. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but other than that, man, we, I, I, I took my bike out for the first time. Not mm-hmm. motorcycle, but pedal bike. Mm-hmm. And found a bunch of trails that are like, uh, alarmingly close to my house you know like you don't have to go on major thoroughfares and then nice. boom you're on a three and a half mile trail it's nice, nice. we have some of those in our neighborhood i've walked them a couple of times i haven't i think i rode my bike a while back i uh, i got home and uh let's see i did uh I, I did like four miles in total nice uh my legs stopped working just absolutely <laughs> i got to the house got off the bike punched in the code of the garage door put the kickstand down, put the bike against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and crawled into the house? Yes. I just hit that first step in my knee. I mean, I just went down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lying there in the mudroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not cool. <laughs> I, uh, I feel you. I started, uh, I don't know if I told you, I started, uh, I found a Kung Fu place. So I started my martial arts career over again. And I, all right. And uh, I, uh, was surprised with a, a a belt test last Monday. They're like, "Yeah, we want to test you for your first rank." Okay, well, that's not what I was expecting, but okay, sure. 
So <laughs> it's in front of this whole group of people I've known for about, I don't know, four weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then you just do the movie karate posing. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't that bad a lot because I've done martial arts in the past. So a lot of this was like, okay, just figure out how it fits into their system kind of stuff. So, okay. So it's this, the punch goes this way instead of this way. You want me to do this kick? Okay. And so it was do these 10 things up the length of the floor and then I'll call up a black belt and you'll show the first few self-defense techniques with him. Okay. Okay. All right. So I passed. So I, okay, I, for you. I came home and told my wife, I'm officially a mixed martial artist now. I have ranks in three different martial arts. So Sweet. I'm ready to take on Get your the octagon, baby. Uh, I'm ready to take on your drawing of Chris Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can take the piece of paper. There you go. So, the last one, he, he, he hit me at like uh, nine o'clock the night before. Mm-hmm. And it was that Baroni guy. Right. And I mean, it was just get the face and then steal every other part of the drawing from an existing drawing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it's important to have a healthy catalog you can poach from. It was a massive cut and paste, and I sent him the final drawing, and I had I had layers in the wrong spots. <laughs> I mean, I knew they were in the wrong spots. It's like uh, the belt goes on top of the waist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not an internal award. <laughs> and that one, I felt like I had a moral obligation to uh, to fix. <laughs> Oh. I mean, you know, like I said, the first one, it passed. He was happy with it. Then I went back and did my thing, which <laughs> is your is, thing, which is my thing, which is to go back and fix it when it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> to anyone but yourself. And that's the important person, I think, in all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about this the other day? Oh, man, I saw that the other day. That is badass. Is that the McFarland? Uh... Uh, yeah, the multiverse one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing one of two things behind me because this John, John Oliver inspired White Void isn't working for me. I either have to get a green screen or since my wife won't let me hang the, uh, the question drawing in the house, I may hang it behind me since it has really? meaning to you and I. Okay. What was, why does she? Uh, she doesn't like that. She doesn't like that one. All the okay. other ones we've framed and hung up. That one she just doesn't like for some reason. Or when we moved into the house, um, there's a stack of two by fours against the wall over there. I was like, hmm, do a little craft project, make me a make a hanging shelf thing back here, and then put all my monkeys on it. Oh, nice, nice. The wall of monkey. Wall of monkeys. I, I mean, like I may, it. I may go that way. Take the take the saw and start chopping up some pieces of two by four and make a monkey rack. <laughs> You can't go wrong with a wall of monkeys. And no, then, wall of militant uh, monkeys of that. Armed monkeys. Yes. Your own little tiny Planet of the Apes tableau. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm going to my parents' house next weekend. Maybe I need to see if they still have my Cornelius Migo figure. Because I think I need him on the wall of monkeys. Absolutely. Because he, he is the first. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Okay. The workstation that's restarting, it yes. all came back up, <laughs> and now it's started again. Oh, nice. So oh, it's yeah. the double restart. It's going to be the big bun. All right. Well, let's talk about some things, shall we? 
We can talk about what's on my desk. You want to do? Is, let's let's start with that. <laughs> let's start. I saw that. Okay, I'm glad that's what's on your desk. So this week we're, we're inverting things. We're going to do what's on Steve's <laughs> desk to begin with. What you got? What I have is I, I as I believe in one of my posts, I wrote because my dislike of the uh, Chicago White Sox is both irrational and boundless. <laughs> Funko had made a bunch of the MLB mascots. Right, right. We talked about some that. Some of them yeah. translate great. Some of them don't. And some of them, you never knew those teams had mascots. And one of the teams that I never knew had a mascot was the Chicago White Sox. Isn't I'm not a Chicago it, White Sox. This is the thing. I, I don't know. Okay, what so it is. Did you, does it actually come in the prison uniform? It does not. Okay, that's your custom painted that. No, what I did is I took a Monopoly man figure (laughs) who is the go to jail and uh, did a head swap and then also a handectomy where I cut the hands off the other two pops and then uh, drill out the arms and glue them in. Nice. (laughs) So, so yeah, so there it is. There is South Paw, the bottom um, <laughs> it's the bottom of the ninth. Anyway, uh, the South Park, South South Side Chicago uh, White Sox criminal. Uh, I, I'd like to talk to Funko and see if I could do a chase where he's like in an orange prison jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Which are you holding a my, big stack, of, a big bag of money like the Black Sox scandal? That would be fun. I'll have to get another Mister Monopoly and cut him <laughs> apart. So have him there with a big pile of money in his hand. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shoeless so, Joe would be proud. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a, I'm actually kind of happy. That's really cool. I, I dig that. I, I saw it. I thought you had done a custom paint job on it, but that's even cooler that you Frankensteined it together. No, and as for paint, I mean, I don't know what the hell all this yellow is supposed – is it supposed to be fur – it's probably mange something that this guy picked up in a back alley off mustard. of the street. It might be mustard. I think it's venereal disease, but that's you know. certainly, you know, furries. I, yeah, I, we can go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was in Chicago and I was wearing a Monarch's baseball cap. It has a KC logo. Mm-hmm. Some guy is like, huh, pretty brave wearing that up around here. And I was like, you White Sox fan? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why aren't you in jail? <laughs> <laughs> Shut him down. Barrett and Brian thought I was going to get my ass kicked. He just kind of chuckled it off. <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> they can appreciate a good a good zinger. I think you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, what about you? You do it to the yacht rock and your anniversary, and it's been a busy week at my house. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, let's see. So Monday I had my belt test previously mentioned. Tuesday was my 25th anniversary, so we went out to wow. dinner. Wow. Yeah, I mean, really, wow. I, that's the only word for that. Uh, Wednesday, boy number one and I went to AEW Dynamite, which How was, was good. That? that was good. It was. It was. Uh, you could tell they were uh, still ironing out the kinks, getting back on the road. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we had gone to the first one they had in Austin. Shit, I guess two years ago now. Um, this one was a little less. Uh, exciting but it was still fun to be out with a crowd i think kind of like your uh con experience being out with the people was fun Mm -hmm. um it was still a good show i can i marked um 
seeing an IWGP title match off my bucket list, um, which they had one of the guys in AEW, John Moxley, previously known in, in the E as Dean Ambrose. Um, okay. He holds one of the IWGP titles and he had a, he defended it against a guy from another company. So it was, it's, <laughs> um, so that was, that was the first match. It was good. Show ended with a, um, with a coffin match. Really? Which wow. was a lot of fun. Never seen one of those in person either. Um, still not as just balls to the wall nuts as the uh, TLC match you and I saw at WrestleMania 17. Still my favorite live match I've ever seen. But I don't know. Uh, I kind of I, I do have like that's that was the night that uh, Michaels carried Taker through his concussion. Oh no no no! That was the second WrestleMania. That's number two on my list. So okay, the first okay, the first okay. one was, it was the the Hardy Boys and Edge oh, and Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the Dudleys. And I always remember yes. you know. Oh yeah, that was over. One the Edge getting speared, uh, spearing Jeff Hardy off the belts in, in the air. Yes. In the air. Yes, I, so that will forever be like my and there was carnage and bodies everywhere. It was just so that one's always going to be hard to beat for something I've seen in person. But um, and the only problem with the coffin match was they didn't give it enough time. There was two matches that they probably could have gotten rid of, at least one of them because they only left themselves about twenty minutes of TV to do the coffin match. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um. So I'm thinking, you know, the there was one pretty much squash match you could have given that 10 minutes back to the coffin match. Nobody would have been, uh, nobody's feelings would have been hurt. Um, it was Darby Allen and, uh, Ethan page Darby Allen's this kind of, his, his name is taken from Darby crash. who was, uh, the guy from the germs that died and Gigi Allen, um, the okay. very uh, notorious punk rock singer. And he does like a half skull face paint. He's a skateboard guy. Okay. He's, He's slight, but he's fearless. And they've got him paired up with Sting to kind of give him that that rub. Okay. Um, and the other guy just recently came over from Impact. And I had seen him. Uh, Jack and I were talking about it. We had gone – not long after we moved here, there was, a, there was a company in town called Wrestle Circus. I think they've since ceased operations since a lot of the indie talent that they were using has signed elsewhere. But uh, this guy, we saw him there. But I'm looking at the poster from that show, and let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Like eight or nine of the guys from that show are now with AEW. A couple of them are with Impact. A couple of them are even with WWE. So that, that card was pretty stacked and pretty impressive. Uh, but that's the only time, other time I'd really seen this guy. Uh-huh. Because um, I don't watch Impact much because he went there first. Left. Anyway. He did some great heel work in this match. He ended up losing, of course, because the good guy's got to win the coffin match. But especially yeah. when his finishing move is called the coffin drop, he's got to win the match. But he, uh, he better, or there's there's, <laughs> there's going to be hell to pay. But the, the booker going to lose a job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a fun match. Uh, some pretty sick spots. They uh, uh, page unhooked one of the turnbuckles so the bottom oh, okay. rope was like loose and the turnbuckle came into play as a weapon uh the steps ended up in the ring and oh, he did a it was, an, was it was a power bomb or uh or an outsider's edge uh onto the top of the steel steps with the with the skateboard and i was just like oh that hurts um <laughs> yeah so that was that was a fun show that was, that was two that was wednesday thursday did we do anything I feel like there was something Thursday. 
Uh, Friday night, we started rewatching Ted Lasso before the new season starts. And then last night, we went to see Yacht Rock Review. Uh, the second time we'd seen them, uh, first time I won tickets from mm-hmm. XM. Uh, Jack, um, for reasons I'm probably responsible for, uh, really likes that genre. <laughs> well, I mean, he likes he likes Steely Dan. I, I'm, I'll take responsibility for that. But he's a he's a big Hall and Oates guy, which I can't figure. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, oh yeah, I was like, dude, yeah. I lived that, and I wasn't a Hall and Oates guy. But anyway, these guys are really ta- yacht rock review is a really they're really talented musicians, and that's really the only way this would work. Otherwise, it would just be camp for camp's sake. Okay. But the guy who sings most of the leads can sound like Loggins. He can hit that high falsetto. Um, they're all talented musicians. They've got they switch off instruments throughout different uh, different songs, play different instruments. Uh, they've got two keyboard players, so they got one guy holding down the Michael McDonald side and one guy doing the Donald Fagan stuff. And uh, <laughs> every time we got to a song that had uh, Michael McDonald vocals, Jack and I did dueling Michael McDonald because that's a thing we do. Um, and uh, but the guy who plays the, like the Donald Fagan end of stuff uh, also plays sax. So he'll just, like, if there's a song that has a sax solo or a sax break in it, he'll just, like, get up from his keyboard and come out to the front of the stage and just blast. Like, they did their final song. No, their first song on their encore was Baker Street, which is sax heavy. Yeah. And he, he, he slays on that. And then for reasons that I don't understand, their final song was More Than a Feeling, which is absolutely not Yacht Rock, but they still killed it. So, no. I, yeah. <laughs> That's arena rock all day long, but he was able to, again, that lead singer was able to hit those high notes uh, required of more than a feeling. So that may be why they did it. Wow. But it was fun. I mean, it was uh, at, at Emo's, the uh, storied uh, sort of punk rock alt club here in Austin that my wife told me started out in Houston, which I did not know. So. And she's been to all now, all iterations of Emos, the Houston iteration, the Sixth Street Austin iteration, and now the new one, which is just a giant bunker. Um, it was a, it was an interesting crowd. It was a, a lot of folks who were just a few years older than us. Okay. And had had a few too many drinks. Okay. <laughs> and we're having, God bless them, way too much fun. No, there was a guy standing next to me in the crowd. Uh, we actually got like, I think we were like in the second row because Jack and I were like, oh, we're going down front. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> to go in, in the yacht pit. Um, um, the guy next to me uh, was uh, did a lot of singing into his hand all night. Oh, nice. And every nice. time, and a lot of Rick flaring. Like, Woo! All night. <laughs> a lot of that. Um, <laughs> a lot of middle-aged women really vibing on the Toto. And, okay. uh, and, okay. uh, and when they uh, had one of their female singers do Goldust Woman and the other female backup singer did uh, You're So Vain, which was really good. Uh, not Yacht Rock necessarily. No, but, not at all. Um, but both of them were very talented as well. And the first time we saw them, it was just all guys. So adding the two backup singers gave them some depth. And it's not such a sausage party. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, it's been a busy week around here. Thanks for asking. No problem. Um, no problem. Oh, I know, we yeah. did. I know what Thursday, what we did Thursday. We watched Loki. That's what I forgot. So Segway. That's pro Segway. level right there. That's right. <laughs> What'd you think of the finale of Loki? Uh, they, 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 <laughs> they ended it. Talk, 
they they ended it and talk about you know uh, putting everything in motion. <laughs> That's a uh, fact. Man, I the guy that got I went to the to play Kang, He Who Remains, whatever they want to call Robert him, Mortis, yeah, uh, was fabulous. Oh he, yeah, he. I mean, I have a feeling he'll be like different iterations as he like plays out his ten movie contract or whatever they may or may not have signed him to. But you just got a tinge that here was a guy who's hung on a little too long, <laughs> you know, and just kind of uh, maybe been by himself there at the end of time for. I, uh, wait, at one point, he, at one point he said, I've been known by many names and I started rattling them off and I got this from the other side of the couch. Really? Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I know, it is I know things. <laughs> and I <laughs> it's not very often <laughs> that I'm going to get to shout out the words Amortis and Rama Tut and be right. But, uh, you know, no, I thought he was great. He had, uh, and I can't remember the actor's name, but, um, most recently, he was in uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO, mm-hmm. which was an uneven series, but he was really good in it. He was the protagonist in it. But I agree with you 100%. I love the way they set him up. As I, I have to think that iteration was probably would probably equate to Immortus, the guy at the there end. You go. But um, yeah, just the the way he played, how he played the two Lokis was was, was impressive. Um, I yes. saw s- someone with far more free time than I pointed Jonathan out. Majors, by thank the way. you, thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, we are on computers. I could yeah, look this up. I, mean, I have a smartphone right here to my side, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was re- he's really good. I like him a lot. Um, it'll be fun to see him play out. I know he's supposed to be in the Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up in like the Doctor Strange movie and uh, and the and the uh, spider-man movie as well uh causing uh, time related chaos yeah chaos yeah um i uh i someone who has more free time than i do uh posted uh that they were interested by the fact that he kept eating apples throughout the exchange because an apple a day keeps the doctor away oh that is a lot of time on their hands. Yes, but not a bad get, not a bad grab. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that'll be one of those Easter eggs on like the deep dive on Screen Rant. You know, <laughs> an apple a day. Is this a reference to everyone's favorite Time Lord? Maybe. Or, 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 or everyone's favorite else. Sorcerer Supreme, who has a movie coming out. Or maybe him. Yeah. Um, or who knows? <laughs> it did actually kind of come out, turn out to be. Uh, Loki and Loki as the doctor and the companion interchangeably <laughs> by the time it was all over with. But um, The episode I, before got a big kick out of Richard Grant as the as, comic as, book Loki. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. I, I, of course, who doesn't love alligator Loki? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Mobius and the other Loki looking at that little kiddie pool with the alligator. <laughs> I don't ever remember him being an alligator. <laughs> He's green, isn't he? Enter <laughs> <laughs> is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I. You know, Owen Wilson. God bless him. I mean, he he hit that one. He hit that one out of the park. He can he can be hit or miss. He, sometimes he he falls too hard on his ticks and quirks. But I think he really landed that role. And I'm curious to see what they do with Mobius going forward. 
Oh, season two. Yep. Yep. Or what if this was season two? If this is the variant and the real Intonations. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. A, it's always uh, intonation. So, <laughs> David Tennant. Oh, apples. <laughs> and that's how you play the circle game, kids. All right. So while we're talking Marvel, did you did you <laughs> did you watch Black Widow? Haven't yet. We were going to do it tonight, and we ended up doing the Psych movie marathons. We watched Psych the movie and Psych Lassie comes home. So, okay. Well, then we won't talk about Black, 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 Black Widow. I'll mark that off, and we'll save that for next time. There okay. we go. I will hopefully have seen it by then. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about it then. So um, that's all the notes I had. So I guess it's time to for me to ask questions. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want to know about? <laughs> so, so for those of you who don't have access to my Facebook Messenger feed, Friday afternoon, I'm sitting around doing whatever I was doing Friday afternoon. I get a, a message from Steve. It says, weird afternoon, I believe. is. Let me look at exactly what it weird said. Day. Weird, weird day. Weird day. Weird day. Um, and I'm like, and then bing, photo follows. So, all right. Well, now I'm intrigued. So I grab my phone and I pull it up and there's a picture of Steve and Billy Zane <laughs> not at a convention not at a convenience store not at an nope. airport in nope. Steve's office that's right <laughs> okay so no one else may want to know but I don't know what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know like uh, two weeks ago one of the owners calls me up he says he goes hey he goes, I, I need to tell you this because you're the only person I know in the office who will appreciate it. And I smart alecly say, oh, it must be comic book related. <laughs> and he goes, do you know who Billy Zane is? And I immediately go, yeah, no smoking in the skull cave, which is a line from the Phantom. <laughs> the Phantom, right? yes. Yeah. And I go, and other things. Why? And he says, because, and he's got friends who are trying to work a deal and somehow or another Billy Zane is coming into the, into Kansas city for the cryptic crypticon. Okay. We'll get to that. But okay. And also have a meeting like him and, and I guess his sister are having a meeting with these other people. And so Joe says, Hey, if you know who this is, I'll, I'll bring him by, you know? And I'm like, okay, well this, but this is like two weeks ago. Goes, right. Maybe I'll see if I can arrange it. So you meet him. I'm okay. Like, okay, cool. So anyway, he says con. So I'm thinking it's Planet Comic Con, Planet Comic Con, which is happening like in three or four weeks, yeah. um, which I'm going to work at, by the way. Oh, sweet. Hey, uh, Headlocked is going to be there. Yes, I know. Uh, and the last time well, I saw him, he's like, "Hey, dickhead!" I'm like, "Cool, daughter's right here, man." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you see him, uh, see if he wants to do the podcast. Oh, I should. I should. Yeah. I should. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, so Friday afternoon. Uh, we get off early on Fridays. Lucky you. I get a call about three o'clock. It's the owner again. He's like, hey, he goes, are you still there? I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. He goes, cool. Uh, meet me up front. Uh, I got somebody I want you to show around the office real quick. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I walk up, he pulls up, and Billy Zane gets out of the car. <laughs> so now I'm giving Billy a tour of the office. <laughs> Uh, and his sister and then the owner, he, he all came in. So we did like this real quick, <laughs> quick tour through the system. Took a picture. I didn't even ask. 
the owner goes, here, let's get a picture of you guys. Billy took the picture. It was very, very cool. Um, you know, I go, somebody's like, who are you showing around? I was like, well, that was Billy Zane. And like, wait, the actor? I'm like, yeah, what's he doing here? I go, I don't know. Like, That's <laughs> why he was so mean to Rose. <laughs> it's like, never that would came be the, up. That would be the other question, yes. yes. <laughs> so I go, never came up. You know, it's, I was telling Billy, I was like, yeah, it's really cool. Like when Joe said you're going to be, a t- or, you know, you're going to be in town, um, I told my wife and she immediately said no smoking in Skull Cave. And I told my daughter and she goes from that episode of Psych. <laughs> so <laughs> he was okay. in the last episode of Psych. As oh, a bad okay. Guy. okay. So anyway, as he's leaving, he says, oh man, great to meet you. Tell you what, he goes, are you guys going to the con? I was like, um, I go, we don't have anything planned, but I, you know, yeah, I was thinking about dropping by. He leaves tickets for us at the front door. Oh, really? So that, oh, yeah. leads, us, that leads us into my next question. Well, my next is- <laughs> well, A, I'm scrolling through this morning while I'm working, and, and I go, I scream out to my, my wife, I go, we have a full Sprouse family photo <laughs> with Billy Zane. She's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so... So you so- were Billy Zane's special guest at the con? Dude. Which, which, which wait a minute. So my daughter, so, you know, Kristen's giving me a hard time about going to this show. And I was like, look, I go, let's go. I go, I don't know if he'll remember to have done it, but let, let's swing by. If he doesn't, I need new shoes. We'll go to the mall next door, right? Mm-hmm. So we had, this is also fun because it's, it's Kristen's first uh, experience with cons. Really? She's been with you this long and you've never gotten into never a been. con? Never been. Really? Yes. So anyway, we get up there. I go to Will Call, and I'm like, "Hey," I was like, um, "I am supposed to have uh, tickets." Somebody had said they were making arrangements to have tickets for me at the front. What's your name? Give them a name. They zip through. They're like, "Who is supposed to leave them?" And I'm like, um, uh, "Billy Zane." <laughs> and she goes, "What?" I go, um, "Billy Zane." <laughs> so this woman next to her goes. Well, let me just go and check. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So in the meantime, I call the owner because he said if the, if it doesn't work, let him know. So hey, man, I'm here, um, and there were, there weren't any tickets. And I was like, he goes, don't worry. He goes, I'll text Billy and find out. I'll just text Billy. Yeah, and that's how he says, yeah, like, yeah, we're good friends. So anyway, I'm standing there. The woman comes back, and and babe, my daughter is so impressed because she's like, okay, great. Um, glad you're here. Let's go ahead and give you the weekend passes. Okay, I saw that Kristen's was a weekend pass. I did see that. <laughs> and babe is just like, oh my god, she she was like so. I go, I know, I know. I go, that's why I was so weird about dropping the name. I, I was hoping that they were different, so I didn't do that, right? Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we go in. Although while I'm in there, I get a text from Billy, since I can do it now. <laughs> you get a sound bite that says, hey, this is Billy Zane, and you're listening to Slurp Toast? No, I didn't think about that. I was just so kind of like going, I have Billy Zane's cell phone number. <laughs> I have the new thing with hotkeys for those. We need to start collecting them. But yeah, I'm looking down. It says, hey, man, are you in BZ? And I'm like, huh, <laughs> okay. You're on, an, you're on an initial basis with Billy Zane. So that, that's actually kind of cool. So anyway, uh, we go in the show. We wander around. Uh, Kristen is both kind of like interested and appalled. <laughs> that's the right. That's actually the right 
uh, frame of mind, I think. For people who are not initiated into yes. the lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. It sounds far dirtier than it actually is. Does it? I like it. <laughs> um, because it was like more horror centric, I was expecting okay. more like um, kind of cosplay in that vein, mm-hmm. like steampunk and right. you know, guys with like chainsaws and zombies. And, th- and there actually wasn't a lot of that. But we walked over to Billy's booth and, you know, sort of said, hey, man, thank you so much. Because I figure that's the least I should do is, you know, thank the guy. Yeah. So he gave us a free autograph, took a selfie. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I, he, he said something about the tour. I was like, yeah, I go, you know, when, when after you left, somebody asked who it was. I said it was Billy Zane. And she said, uh, why was he so mean to Rose? And he kind of looks down and kind of shakes his head. He goes, because she cheated. <laughs> Fair. Points to Billy Zane. Points to Billy Zane. Cheated on me. And Chris is like, do you get that a lot? He's like, so much. So, oh, I bet. So much. I bet. It was that I, moment like when we were talking to, um, oh, crap. Adam Baldwin. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Like Kurt Angle. Yeah. It, you know, Kurt's telling us, yeah, it was kind of sort of that moment. But then we also, I took him to a panel. So we watched him. Oh nice! Uh, you escorted uh, him? No, we we gave. Uh, I took Chris into the panel to get oh, him for okay. convention exclusive. Mm-hmm. She goes, "How long does this last? Like about half hour, forty five minutes. There'll be a moderator." I go, "You will probably see the best of the fandom, which is somebody who asks really good questions, and the worst of the fandom, where somebody asks a question that just everybody kind of puckers up, you know." Uh, yeah. And they delivered. But before we went in there, in the room next to us were two girls dancing burlesque, the Spark Sisters. So is that the ones with the like the grinders yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, the grinders okay. and, yeah. and the plates, everything. Yeah. So you know, Kristen went to do so babe and I were like standing around. It's like, well, before we go in, like, what's going on in here? Because you hear the music, you know, thump, thump, thumping. So we look in and I see the sparks, and because I'm a good foot taller than Babe, I just kind of laughed. I go, "Oh, this is God!" I go, "This is awesome!" I go, "Mom has got to see this." She's like, "What?" I go, "The the the crowd clears, and the two ladies are like grinding on themselves, and sparks are flying everywhere." I go, nice. "Do you want me to get a video of it?" Babe's like, "No." Like, are you there? <laughs> Ah, that's good so, but anyway that was that was pretty cool and as we were leaving the thing one of the super fans had uh billy as i can call him now you know no bz you're even closer BZ, uh kind of had him at the front desk you know asking the questions uh you know i'm a, I'm a zaniac blah 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 oh his fans have names zaniacs yeah um, okay that tracks but i didn't realize that would be legion track. i didn't realize it'd be legion or maybe it was just this person, but anyway. And so as we were walking <laughs> they gl- out, they glossed themselves as Aniac. Yeah. Uh, so I was walking out, and he's sitting there. He's talking. He looks up. He sees me. Kind of gives me one of these. <laughs> oh, he gave you that. He yeah, gave you, he the, he gave you the Hollywood finger. He did. Nice. He's like, he's like, because <laughs> I was like, thanks again, you know. Um, so yeah, that was actually, and, and then I spent the, the rest of Saturday on the couch nap, napping because I was so tired from my day of glamour yes. I, by the way i'm using the uh the picture of you and billy zane as the picture for this episode <laughs> which one the office uh, one the office one yes i won't put Make your sure wife we, into yeah, yeah i was gonna say if we do that one block out the logo that's behind him and on yeah him yeah, yeah. That i'll i'll blur those it out. i'll fix it up 
I won't. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just cut it tight so it's just y'all's face. <laughs> you and your new buddy BZ. I, you know, it was just so bizarre. And like, you know, Bay I want, was just. Here's would have been my question. Young Catherine Zeta Jones, go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not a question. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's a list I'm looking for, is what it is. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Do you still have that dream? <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting freaky in the skull cave. So we ended up watching The Phantom again on Saturday. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when I looked at uh, the picture of the of the family and, Bill, and BZ. I can call him that by association, I think. Sure. Um, I was like, I thought your daughter had on a Phantom t-shirt, but then I realized it was a picture sign. But I was like, shit, that's impressive. But then I realized it wasn't wasn't a Phantom. This is the way she's holding it. This way she's yeah. it's like the top of the, the purple is just <laughs> below the collar of her shirt. I'm like, where the fuck did they find a Phantom t-shirt that fast? I said short notice, yeah. yeah exactly. Not that you couldn't <laughs> find one, but like within 24 hours. How does that work? What's the turnaround on that? Pretty damn quick, yeah. So no, it, it, that actually ended up being really cool. And he was super nice, you know? I mean, just really cool, personable, likable guy. Uh, not like that that dick who played Chewbacca, who's run over me at like what four or five. Checked me. Into, well, he's dead now, but yeah, he's checked us both into a wall at one time or another. <laughs> Multiple uh, times. Yeah, yeah. That's the best he part. Does, he didn't. Like, he, does, he doesn't corner well. No, not at all. <laughs> it's, just so funny. it's like when you watch. I said something. Watching the movie, I was like, oh, that's Pete Mayhew. I go, he ran over me at a convention three times. <laughs> They're like the I same convention. It. I'm like, no. <laughs> he and Lou Ferrigno travel the space-time continuum together, so they're always at all conventions. I don't know how they do it. Don't you worry about Lou. Never worry about Lou. <laughs> I tell you this one, I go to one of the conventions here in town, and somebody has brought in a life-size sculpture of the Hulk, like this eight-foot-tall fiberglass thing. Mm-hmm. They and brought they, it into the convention? They, 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 somebody had it. I forgot what they were advertising. It was a giant oversized prop thing. And it was right next to Lou Ferrigno's booth. <laughs> and so two days later, I'm at the comic book shop uh, of the guy who runs the convention. Mm-hmm. And somebody's in there goes, man, I felt bad for Lou Ferrigno. He goes, he was in there right there next to that statue of the Hulk. I, I had to take away from him. And the guy says, oh, no, don't worry about Lou. Don't worry about Lou. Lou's doing okay. So I've always thought that I, every time something goes like, hey, don't worry about Lou, okay? I'm not worried about Lou. I but just want to know how he does it. When I walked past his booth, that was the thing. I couldn't believe this guy was saying he, he felt sorry for the guy. He had on a fanny pack that was stuffed <laughs> with cat. I mean, I've never seen... <laughs> The, a st- I mean, it was just a wad of bills, and they weren't. So- I saw him counting out change for somebody, and I was like, going, 200, 300, 400. Oh my God, he needs protection. <laughs> I mean, don't worry no about Lou. Gonna- don't worry about Lou. Lou's got it covered. Lou's doing okay. Lou's okay. Lou's okay. Don't worry about Lou. But I mean, yeah, he did. And I mean, it was the $50 for a photo op type of thing. 
and he just went and he stood right there with that statue behind him. And I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? Printing money. It was. Why like wouldn't he, you do that? They just handed him. I'm like, is it? fuck they, yeah, let's go. I'm staying here all weekend. Yeah, where's my booth? Really? <laughs> We're moving waved, it over here. I waive my appearance fee because <laughs> I'm because I'll have to report that and everything else that happens today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't worry about Lou. Don't worry about Lou. Uh, I just looked at <laughs> Billy Zane's filmography because I just want to see because the only two things I could think of were <laughs> were Titanic and The Phantom. He um, he voiced Etrigan the Demon on uh, the Batman animated series, which is fun. Somebody asked about that, did they? And they said, "What was it like to work with Kevin Conroy?" And he says, "I never I did. No, <laughs> I never did." <laughs> oh, he was in he was in Tombstone too. I forgot. Mm-hmm. He was that he was the Fay actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the one that everybody was asking about was uh, Demon Knight. Oh yeah, Tales from the Crypt movie. Uh huh. Okay. A unofficial prequel to Bordello of Blood, which if I remember was a Dennis Miller. You betcha, ha cha cha. Ha cha cha. I was <laughs> in the Bordello of Blood. Yeah, we're really uh, lighting it up with the uh, Me and bro. me and uh, Corey Feldman betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Feldman turned fifty this week. Oh man, uh, and he looks so much older, <laughs> so so much older. Ah, uh, that's a terrifying tale. <laughs> if you ever wanted to, it, that, you can have your honey boo boos or whatever else. But uh, the cautionary yeah. tale against child child fame is Corey Feldman. The Feldmans or the Corys, not the Feldmans. Yeah. Different thing. Well, I mean, the, the, at least the, well, this one keeps throwing the other one under the pedophile bus, which is just horrible. Oh yeah, yeah I wasn't. Good. I wasn't banging producers, but but Haim was taking it up the ass on the regs. Uh, you know, well, let me like, tell you, really, I got dude. names. <laughs> I'm keeping them. Bordello blood. B O B, as I like to call it. <laughs> I, I remember ref- talking about that. I somewhere. think you're right. Either I in a routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a okay. Routine. Uh, Bob. <laughs> I, okay. It's okay. Okay. It's buried in there somewhere, and I can't <laughs> tell you how to figure the diameter of a circle, but I remember that. Um, oh my God! I, you know, kind of. Well, well, all this ties around. I had a sales rep call on us uh, last week, and I mentioned about going to Planet Comic Con, which is our larger comic book thing. And a friend of mine's got a booth there, and so I'm gonna, I volunteered to work it for him, nice, or help him work it. Um, but so. AEW had there was going to be Diamond Dallas Page and Christian and a whole bunch of some of them have dropped out but I, I was kind of thinking that maybe AEW was doing a house show near us with the number of people they were bringing to this show. Hmm. They're back on the road. Um, <clears throat> and that was one that was the funny thing um, about that because I like uh, I went to the uh, back after nine eleven I went to the smackdown that vince insisted on holding in houston mm. i think was within like three or four days Ooh. against my wife's better my wife's which is i had free tickets i went and 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 it had that's the one that featured the the you know we're thinking of america vignettes including the one where stephanie mcmahon uh, ham-handedly compared 
the 9-11 tragedy to her father being tried for steroid trafficking. Really? That's a that that's a stretch. That it was just a... like, wow, you <laughs> have that's you're towing the company line too far. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember, here's what I remember about that. It was a it was a decent show, uh, lots of you know tributes and things. Um, the main event was our boy Kurt Angle um, against Rhino, and I got home and my wife was like. Why was the one guy dressed up like an American flag and the other guy looked like like a Muslim? I'm like, well, A, the one guy is dressed like an American flag all the time because he <laughs> represented America in the fucking Olympics with a broken neck. That's his shtick. The other guy just has long, greasy hair. That's you're reading into that now. I am not <laughs> that's on you. I got nothing to do with that. But uh yeah, no, there that I just looked. They don't have a show. But anyway, um so she asked me if we'd ever been and somehow or another, I got onto the topic of the, that promotion that we went to in Dallas. Oh, that place was nice. Which I was like, I go, yeah, I go, you can go to all kinds of shows. Me and a friend of mine have been going to, and we went to old TV tapings, like where Shawn Michaels was a was a was just a he was just a jabroni. He went out there, got his ass kicked every night. He dropped on and, his head. Yeah, basically paying his dues. Yeah, exactly. And then she said something about now, who are we talking uh, about? Your friend that has the. No, I was talking about this this the, uh, sales rep. So she's oh, the sales rep. I'm sorry, that's right. And so I was telling her about us going to to some of these shows. I told her the Kurt Angle story. I go, the Kurt Angle story is hilarious because he's like, "How's it going, fellas?" We're like, "Well, it's not too bad." How about you, Kurt? He's like, "Oh man, I'm bone tired. I'm just so tired. I had to work at the family business. Then I got to do this." He goes, and then get this. I'm doing a house show with Hulk Hogan in a cage match, <laughs> a fucking cage match. <laughs> I go, Bruce and I. Are both i think thinking the same thing i can't believe he's complaining about his job to us <laughs> and he's not wrong <laughs> he you don't wrong. do a you cage don't, match at a house don't give that away we no. know that we say if we know that the people that are running the promotions should know that oh god but anyway so i was telling him uh, i and she goes well do they does the bleeding reel when people bleed i was like yeah they do i go i can't remember what the phrase is for it bleeding blading i go but but you know bruce and i were at a show in dallas and they're doing the promotion and it's a hardcore match and they're building it up they've been building it up all night it's kind of the marquee match and they come out and the one guy goes down and bruce is like up oh, here it comes <laughs> and the guy comes up and he is cut too deep <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's not like a trickle. That's right. It's like a waterfall going down. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking at it, Bruce, like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, well, it was and like that night we, that we went to that Ring of Honor show uh, before WrestleMania that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they threw the guy, was it the other, they threw the guy out on the other side, and we couldn't see it, but it sounded like a side of beef hitting concrete. I was sure he was dead. Because he was not known for being careful anyway. It was Necro Butcher. <laughs> Necro Butcher. So you know what you're getting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we've seen some shit, man. Yeah, I go, but you should. I go, man, it was, I go, I've seen a bullfight, and this was gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like the other night when we were at the AEW show. Uh, I, Jack and I were watching, I think it was the coffin match, and I'm like, somebody's got to bleed in this one. If they don't bleed in the coffin match, and, and that's the thing, AEW is not afraid to let their guys bleed on TV. WWE won't do it anymore. You don't no, get to, no, no. If you do it, it better be an accident. But there's always blood on AEW. And sure enough, one of them 
I think it was uh, some somebody gigged themselves. It wasn't a lot of blood. It wasn't the amount of blood I was looking for, but they did bleed. Hey, I just got a uh, someone accepted my offer for my uh, Andy Kaufman uh, Jerry Lawler figures. Hundred hundred twenty bones. Sweet, nice, sweet, nice, nice. Yeah, um, we have seen some stuff. I, I yeah, that was the one that one Ring of Honor. That's when I was they were screaming six one nine for two luchadors. Yes, and I called out wrong Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's when right. the crowd died down, <laughs> so <Mexican>. be... <laughs> that's right. <sighs> uh, that's funny. I've been watching some. That's okay. I've been watching some. Kind of like doing research is what I keep telling myself. I've been watching some like old Southwestern Championship wrestling on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the San Antonio promotion. That was the first one to get on USA, and then okay. Vince Vince bought the time slot essentially. Like USA went to these guys for their promotion, and then Vince came in and said, "Well, you don't have to pay me; I'll pay you for the time slot." The rest is history. Well, I don't know if you remember, um, but like every summer when we were in high school, I went to like believe it or not a church camp in San Antonio for a week, um, mainly because there were going to be girls from you know four different states. But um, I was like. Why did they shoot this show? And I like pulled it up, and it was literally like a mile from the cam- campus where I was. I'm like, son of a bitch! <laughs> you could have walked. There. I could have walked there, <laughs> yeah, because they taped on Monday nights, and I was there. <laughs> son of a bitch! I could have seen this. Son of a bitch! All right, well, <laughs> there you go. Literally, like I, I, I found they they rattled off the address. Come see us at the junction at blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, well, there's the address. And where's Trinity University? And it was a straight line on the Google map. <laughs> it's like five blocks. I'm like, are you fucking oh, on, kidding me? You do that just getting to the to get to the, the convention center in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But which, yeah. which at Crypticot as we were walking around, I told my wife, I said, now to give you an idea of scale, I go, the show in Kansas City will be, you know, about ten times bigger than this show. Because it was a very small venue, right? You know? And she goes, "Okay." I was like, "And then to give you an idea of San Diego, it's probably twenty times bigger than what I'll see at Marble Hall." <laughs> She's like, "No way!" I go, "Yeah, way." It's I go, "The convention center is massive. There's at least three of our convention centers inside the San Diego and convention it's, center. What eight, five stories tall, four stories tall? I mean, it's ridiculously big." Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, going to the panel, I did. I, I wanted to give Kristen the entire, the entire experience, uh, the entire con experience, uh, which meant sitting through the panel, you know, walking the floor, being accosted by some guy dressed as a Jawa, you know, who, who kept following us around, and I kept going, "Babe, I'll, I'll do a photo. We'll do a photo." Because I don't do photos. I was like, I know, but he's only this he's he's just as tall as you you put your arm around him and you know we'll, we'll go trade him for droids or something <laughs> <laughs> and, and again it's a horror show so seeing the 501st there working security and the droid makers it just is kind of a Again, I was expecting a little bit more goth, a little bit more black, a little bit more. You were looking for pasty cleavage, just say it. Saw it, but yeah. (laughs) 
know. <laughs> they had the one uh, this weekend that we used to go to in Houston, and I just I was like, I couldn't make it happen. But uh, maybe remember the the year uh, that we took the boys for their because it used to be on Memorial Day weekend, so it was the boys' birthday yeah. weekend. So a couple times we took them and their friends as their birthday thing. And when <laughs> the first year we went, it was my boys and their two friends, and of course we got in. Everybody had to go to the bathroom, so. <laughs> I march the four boys in. Laura goes to the girls' room. We come out. Danny Trejo is coming the other way, and they're like, they're like, and this was what he was doing. Like, I think it was Machete Kills. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he's in full machete gear, right? He, but he realizes these little kids recognize him because they were seven or eight, maybe. Uh-huh. And he goes, "Hey, Spy Kids!" And I'm like, "You son of a bitch! You magnificent bastard!" And he <laughs> said, "Come here!" And he wrapped his arms around these four little boys, and I have the picture of Machete and the four boys. And he didn't charge. Really, he was just so happy to take it. No charge. Nice. Just like solid dude i will never forget that i will always have amazing respect for danny Trejo for recognizing that they knew him and how they had to know him know him exactly and then renee albert johnis walked out of the bathroom and i'm like what the hell is happening right now oh no oh man <laughs> <laughs> except or the lieutenant or governor character was on benson yeah <laughs> the very uptight lieutenant governor on benson that's all i got uh yeah but i just thought that was such a solid move by trejo that day i i love that picture because the boys are all just like what is happening because i think jack and i had gone to that convention has gotten pretty large at one point they were doing four days when it was on uh, memorial day weekend they were wrapping the monday into it Ooh, that's tough then um, it, it, it's it's a lot it's a it's a haul um they've scaled it back to just the weekend now and i think it's just saturday and sunday but, uh, I mean, the convention center in Houston is pretty big. That's the one where we saw the Ring of Honor show. So, okay, yeah. uh, so where they were having the gun show, the educational book sale, and wrestling at the same time. Um, <laughs> I remember walking down, looking at the signs, going, this is so strange. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, it's, it's large. I had the same conversation with Laura. She's like, San Diego can't be bigger than this. I'm like, oh, it can be so much bigger than this. You just, like, it's... You can't describe that unless you the see best, it. The best way to give somebody a, a sense of scale is <clears throat> to get out there uh, right on the other side of the buses where everybody's coming over uh, mm-hmm. from a gaslight. Um, and you've got, you know, the train arms go down and then they all back up onto the stairs and the roadway. And then they're across and they're all over that park. Yeah. And, and uh, to show that mass of, of humanity with the Westboro Baptist people out there. <laughs> and the Galactus uh, people. The Galactus I people. I, I don't know. Were you there the year? Uh, so the, the Bible people are there and they're doing their Bible thing. You know, mm-hmm. God, God hates you. He wants, he loves you, but he hates you. And he wants this and this. And they were advertising for that show Coven. Okay. On NBC. I don't remember that. I don't know if you maybe you weren't. It was one of those years you weren't there. But anyway, so <clears throat> you've got a group of protesters, and he's like, you know, God wants you to repent, and and this, and they're all dressed like as druids or monks, right? So they've got like black or red hooded robes, right? Yeah. And they're just chanting mumbo jumbo, <laughs> and whoever is leading them in just a total prick move starts to walk around in a circle around the Bible thumpers, right? <clears throat> and this guy loses his mind. 
this is not a joke. And they hear just circling and chanting louder. And it's all, you know, I'm a say, mama sa, mama kusa. Mama say, mama sa, mama kusa. matata. Say it in a low enough voice and slowly enough, it sounds amazing. Akuna matata. <laughs> but yes, they are. It sounds like something around. else, actually. Um. Yeah. And I mean, and it's seriously, the guy, and he's just like, and God, and hey, knock it off. <laughs> this isn't funny. This isn't a joke. <laughs> it is to, to the people you're preaching to. Have you not figured that out in all the years you've been doing this? And so that guy's losing his shit, and they are going around in circles. And the crowd, being the crowd, is egging on the coven people. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would be what our people do, yes. Yes, yes, indeed. I was one of the funniest things I've seen. <laughs> um, speaking of San Diego, weird, weird, weird swerve here. I think I mentioned a while back I had uh, read the first uh, book by Don Winslow uh, of his San Diego-based PI. Oh, really? Uh, there's two. <laughs> Okay. so far um i think you would really dig them um uh he's a surfer pi he's kind of like the uh spiritual de- uh descendant of travis mcgee in that sense um okay. but uh the first one's called the dawn patrol the second one's called the gentleman's hour uh both really good i think you should read them okay hey i finished uh uh lamano del de- or de destino oh yeah and de destino uh, felt like he, he I, I don't know if he had more story to tell or if he ran out of story to tell. Yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, for sure. Because you start off with this and then he's going to work his way up. And then we do like a couple of flashback issues and then like almost two issues completely dedicated to his big fight with the, the lead Rudo. Yeah, there were there was a lot of uh, ground mist in the middle. Yeah, so that's so I, I was like, either there's not enough story to to get to six, or there's too much story that we're just going to like, uh, yeah, we're going to Kevin Klein it from a fish called Wanda. And <laughs> what was that part in the middle again? <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm looking at the picture of you and BZ, and um, I may need I may need you to hit it with the Photoshop for me, okay, and so I can use it because I don't think I have the mastery to knock out all your your branding there. because yeah, I looked at that. There's book. a lot of it. Yeah, there is a ton of it. Yeah, I was even looking at it, going, "Oh wow, can't share that one." <laughs> <laughs> your daughter's adorable, by the way. Oh, good. I won't tell her. <laughs> it's just between <laughs> you and me. She doesn't have to know. There we go. Okay, there's the picture. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it doesn't help that like I'm wearing the shirt. Well, I'm not worried about the shirt. Uh, it's but just the, the big the, logo in the background. Because it's on one side of your head and between y'all's head and then the other side of his head. So, um, yeah, well, just, yeah, if, you, uh, if you could just clean that up for me a little bit. So I, can use it. I, I think I can do that. Down, we'll download that. Oh, so, um, so I got a new toy today for the podcast. I sent you a picture. I got the Rodecaster Pro uh, control panel, which I 
got yesterday and didn't have a chance to really play with because of the Yacht Rock review show and working today. But hopefully within the next two weeks, I will have it all hooked up and wired and sound affected so we can have some drops. Nice. Make up our own drops. I was thinking we ought to, <laughs> what we ought to do is, uh, actually, this is the way I was thinking is like we do the, uh, you know, we're going to, if we do the interview with Hunter, mm-hmm. you know he's got peeps who would tune in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so what I was thinking is what we ought to do is is take some of our sponsors and actually prepare commercials for them. Oh, and have him do them? <laughs> Either have him do them or do them during his... Oh, his, uh, his, <laughs> brought to you today's episode interview with today's Hunter episode Roberts. Today's episode brought to you by, yeah, Beelzebub <laughs> Bubblegum. <laughs> Beelzebub Wicked Hot Bubblegum. Burn your lips off. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we, we definitely... actually just come up with like goofy copy to 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 drop. sort of drop in there. Oh, yeah. So Hunter, uh, you're going to have to read this uh, as part of your interview. And just <laughs> send it to him at the time. Keep it back. Have him read it live. Live read. Live read. <laughs> yeah dude just uh yeah we could do that okay i sent him another another text earlier um as we were getting ready for this you know he's he's actually back out on the road doing his thing so um i sent him what his schedule looked like so he's he's trying to get his get his lung power built back up so lung power (laughs) he said uh one of his messages earlier the week was uh or one of his posts on Facebook was something like, uh, did uh, stand up for the first time in 18 months and boy, are my lungs tired or something like that. Um, <laughs> pretty funny, actually. Um, speaking of funny, with the boys and I yesterday morning went to free record store day. Um, free record store day? Free re- record store day, not free record store. Record store day. They do it once a year. This year they did it twice because I guess they had two years worth of records they were sitting on um it's a national thing they have special uh releases on vinyl different like older records newer records specialty records whatever um so we had and there's a little record store in dripping springs fourth rock records what up um that uh so we would like to go there because you know local and all and uh the point of all this was comedy i picked up the uh they had a picture disc of Richard Pryor's first album. Wait a minute, a picture disc? <laughs> yeah, so it's got Richard Pryor in like, you know, uh, jungle gear on the front. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm like, I bought that one sort of speculatively, but the more I look at it, the less likely I am to sell it. Um, <laughs> also bought the uh, Foo Fighters uh, disco record. Yeah, the DG's thing. Yes. I was kind of curious to that. I was like, what in the hell is that? It's uh it's five uh five uh disco covers, four BGs, one Andy Gibb on one side, and then like five tracks from their new record on the other. Um and the, it, there's a picture insert where there's like this uh old old Cessna with the DG's logo on the on the tail and the five, six, however many foo fighters there are now walking across the tarmac. They had gone thrifting, and they are epically attired in, like, late 70s uh, goodies, each of them with a glass of champagne as they walk across the tarmac. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Matt, when I posted that, Matt put a 
comment from somebody else that said, yeah, the Foo Fighters have officially reached the, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want point in their career. And that's about right. It's a good place to be, though. It, it really is. <laughs> it's, it's good to be Dave Grohl, the last rock star. Yes. <laughs> we need a rock band. Call Dave Grohl. He's our guy. He's the only one we got left. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Oh, All so. right. This might take a little longer than I thought. <laughs> no rush. No rush. Well, yeah. rush. Like by tomorrow. Oh, no. I mean, it's like I tried the blurring out thing, and it's like, oh, that's not quite working the way I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. But I looked, I, I, I cropped it down to Dishell's heads, and I was like, there's still too much showing. Yeah. Look, I just tried to, you know, blur out the, uh, the the logo on my t-shirt and it's like that probably won't work because that's a rather distinctive outline the nice thing about it is that it's not yeah i can i'll i'll figure it out here it won't be that bad i don't think <clears throat> all right what else i think that's it it may be we may be uh yeah all right well, We're done early. <laughs> well, eh, we got a little long the last couple of times. I'm trying to rein us in a little bit. Um, so that's episode 25 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. Remember, you can find uh, all of our socials on slurptoast.com and uh, also a link to the Slurp Shop where we have custom tees for our vendors and other assorted fun projects. Uh, oh, which for- which are slowly getting uh, <laughs> slowly getting taken down by the by people. Oh, really? What do we, what else did you lose? Uh, we lost Hulk Smash and Hulk Ba. Oh man! I know. I'm like, how in the hell does that happen? I love the Smash question mark. I should have bought one of those. <laughs> it's not like I could probably uh, <laughs> put it back figure up. out a way to put it back up. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. All right. Well, um, until episode 26, where we'll have sound effects and other fun things. Uh, That's it for us tonight. I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. And we'll see you next time, kids. Bye. Bye.